This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Rule the day the plant-based way with the new vegan mixed berry from Smoothie King. Powered by whole, non-GMO fruits, oat milk, and vegan protein, it's a dairy-free, plant-based smoothie you can feel great about. With 13 grams of protein and half your daily fiber, it's an easy way to get the essential nutrients your body craves. Skip the line and order online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. OBS Job Search Advice Radio, episode 1940. I'm your host, Jeff Alton, the big game hunter, and welcome. Today's show is an interview I did with Jacob Sher from Job Mob, which is a site based out of Israel that does terrific work. Jacob and I speak about networking during these complicated slash rough times where we have COVID-19 going on. In the U.S., it's getting a little bit better. In other parts of the world, it's different. And uh, how do you network at times like this? Hope you find it helpful. Hope you give it a great review wherever you listen to the show. And I just want to mention to you that at one point, Jacob's power dropped. So we're in the middle of the interview, and suddenly I lost him. And he came back on a couple of minutes later, and I edited that out and had a quick insert to say what had happened. And uh, just bear with me. It's only a few seconds of explanation. And with that, let's get going. So my guest today is Jacob Scher. He's a job search expert and the founder of the award-winning Job Mob at jobmob.co. Yes, you heard that one correctly, folks. With over 20 million visitors since 2007, JobMob is one of the most popular job search blogs online, containing straight-talking advice and humor. Yeah, he is funny at times. (laughs) Based on Jacob's real-world experiences of finding jobs in the U.S., Canada, France, and Israel. Jacob, so great to have you on. It's been a long time that we've been trying to put this together. Thanks for making time. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to be on such a prestigious platform, almost 2,000 episodes. Amazing. Thank you. And I'll, I'll start off by asking, as we're recording this, we're in the days of COVID, but it could be any time where people are in isolation. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about networking, but people scratch their head when I talk about networking during times like this, because you know, most of the time when we think of networking, it's go for coffee, meet a couple of people, get reacquainted, and can't really do that right now. So how do we start doing networking at times where you can't do them the traditional way? Right. Well, there's a a number of options. I mean, we are right now running this discussion over Zoom, uh, which is one of the most popular platforms for discussing things through video right now. And so this is just a one-on-one conversation. Anybody can reach out to someone that they know, such as a past boss, a former colleague, and check in with them and see how they're doing during this trying time and riff off that to discuss 
job opportunities, what they're doing, what's possible, what they've heard, and so forth and so on. And that's a very, very simple way of connecting to someone and, and having a good excuse. One of the problems that we know as job search experts that is with networking, if not the problem, is that people tend to only reach out when they want something from you, namely, I need help with my job search. Do you have a job that, for me or a job lead for me? And of course, very few people enjoy being reached out, especially if, if, if there has been a long, uh, long time since the last uh, connection. Um, no one likes to get reached out to with a demand or a request right off the bat. Uh, at least, how are we doing? Let's warm up the connection. Foreplay. We need foreplay. <laughs> there you go. Some kind of foreplay. <laughs> um, yeah, it's true. And so, ideally, People stay in touch, but people are busy. Nobody expects you to stay in touch with everyone you know on a regular basis. I mean, social media was supposed to make that a little bit easier, but ultimately people are overwhelmed, so they don't do it. But at least once in a while. And now the fact that people are in self-isolation, they're quarantined, they're staying at home, they're working from home, whatever, it's a good opportunity to anticipate a little bit. And like I said, to reach out to someone who may, not necessarily, but who knows you and will definitely recognize you when you connect with them. Uh, and who will probably want to speak with you and talk to them one-on-one -on -one like this. So that's a simple, simple way of reaching out to someone like that. And when there I think about, I'm going to pause for a second. And yeah. in reaching out, how do you suggest the reach out occurs? Send a text, send an email, like how does the reach out occur? And what do you say? Well, okay. So it, it depends on who you're reaching out to. Like you may, if it's someone that you in the past, uh, uh, I prefer reaching out by calling if possible. But it's not always an option. You may not have the phone number. You may be in a different country. It may make things a little bit more complicated. Uh, so it could be email. It could be social media. Wherever you think they're most likely to see, uh, to see your, 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 your attempt to, to reach out to them. Now, what do you say? With, again, this is, this is a very soft, um, uh, this is not what we call a cold call. You're reaching out to someone who knows you. Uh, again, it may have been a while, but they know you. They're not going to be surprised at who you are. Um, and so you don't have to spend a lot of time beating around the bush. You just say, you know, I, I'd like to check in. We, people are, I'm at home and, and it'd be nice to talk to someone that I know and so forth uh, over, uh, let's meet up on Zoom or, or whatever it is. If it's, if it's Skype, for example, it could be WhatsApp, who knows, but make it a, try to make it a video call, uh, ideally. And, and that's it. Just say, I want to see what's going on with you. Um, uh, just catch up type of thing. It doesn't have to be more than that. Um, you don't have to give them some reason to talk to you uh, unless there is a specific reason. In other words, if by chance you notice on social media that somebody um, is looking for a certain kind of information, not necessarily themselves looking for a job, but just something, and you just want to jump on that as an opportunity to reach out, that's great. That's, that's great. And then, again, that, that's a, it'll give you an indirect way of coming around to your situation while you're already on the call with them. But in general, there's no question. It's definitely better to reach out to someone when you have something to give them as opposed to wanting to take something. But there doesn't have to be a give and take. It can just be as simple as let's catch up. And, and the fun thing about these times, if there is really a fun thing, is right. that it's easier. Uh, in sure. that your message to them can just start off by saying, you know, it feels like a hundred years since we were last in right. touch. And Lord yeah. knows you, you, your name popped into my mind. And I started to wonder how you were during all of this. Yeah. And, you know, just thought we could connect for a couple minutes and get caught up. And it becomes yeah. a graceful way to do it uh, and take advantage of the times that we're in to right. re reconnect and network. Yeah, you, you know that people are more likely to be available right now uh, at home 
than ever before. Uh, and we don't know how long it's going to last. So definitely take advantage of it while you can. And there's nothing stopping you from lining up a few calls during the day. You don't have to make them back to back, but you can take a, do a few uh, in, in one day instead of just doing one here and there as people tend to do in, in, uh, in, in normal organic way, I guess you could say. And as we're recording this, we're doing it uh, toward the middle part of August. And this is, is an important time from a networking perspective, because if these folks are working, one of the things I found is if they're a leader in, in a firm that has a calendar year budget, they're yeah. starting to work on finalizing budgets around now. And yeah. sometimes you can get written into the budget. So while they're thinking about what their needs are, right now that are yeah. going to be finalized in October latest beginning of right. November, yeah. they sometimes can pick out a spot for you. Yeah. So it's yeah. a great time to do it. I, I think, uh, I, I think it, it touches on a general point that that's really important, which is thinking ahead and anticipating. Um, I think that uh, people don't do that enough. And that's again, another classic mistake with job seekers is they wait until they finally lost a job before thinking about what they're going to do next. Whereas if you are keeping your network warm while you're working, again, you don't have to be reaching out to people every single day, but if you're anticipating what could be one day down the road, then yeah, you, you, can, you can take steps like this. And so maybe right now you are at home and you do need a job and you didn't manage to take advantage while you could have while you were working. But like you said, you're thinking ahead, you're anticipating that, okay, we're getting towards the end of the year, People are going to start figuring out their budgets for the coming, uh, for the coming quarters and, and the beginning of 2021, for example. And so they may not have an opening right now, doubly so because of the COVID situation, but they may themselves be anticipating that they're going to open up again. And maybe you can be part of that because you're getting a jump by doing things uh, ahead of time. Absolutely. I'm curious, in the U.S., one of the best times of the year for networking is the yeah. period between what we call Thanksgiving and the beginning of the new year, right. the, the Christmas period. Yeah. And, and thus, people are much more gracious in reconnecting yeah. during that time. Their guard starts to come down. And just as a matter of course, I'm curious, in other parts of the world, is it the same way? You know, you're in Israel, different holiday sets. Right. Uh, and... I know you have the global perspective that I don't have as, as in depth. So yeah. um, for my international audience, I'm wondering, does that play out as well? That thanks that late November to January, early January period. Well, as you say, it is different in every country, but the idea is the same. In other words, why are people more amenable at that time of year? Because there's a general slowdown. There are holidays that are wrapped up in there. Uh, people are, are, it's also the end of the year, so they're not expecting too much to happen. Although in some industries, there is a rush because of the holiday season. And so it also depends on which industry you're talking about. But by and large, around the holiday seasons, especially if there are multiple holidays, then yeah, there's a general slowdown, which means that people are more open to, uh, to discussing things. If you pick your times correctly, like don't do it the last day before holidays begin. That's obviously a rush day, but, um, but, but it, that, that is true. On the other hand, you also have, you, you have to be careful to avoid the vacation season uh, because for example, in France, normal France, normal times of year, I mean, in normal years rather, uh, France is completely dead in August. Most people take off the entire month. You're not gonna find anybody in the office. And so you may think, oh, okay, it's a slow period. Well, it's, it's dead slow, so they, that's, it's useless. You're not going to network with anybody unless you bump into them while you're at the beach or something. So yeah, that's, that's not a good time to, to do this kind of thing. Uh, 
during a normal year. Again, this year, it's a special case. You never know what you're going to get if you reach out to someone. But, uh, but yeah, you're, you're right. that uh, it, it, definitely, it definitely depends on the, uh, the idea of being available around the holiday seasons and stuff like that. Slowdowns. The slowdowns is when people are more free, less likely to be, to be rush, rush, rush with their, with their work schedules, for sure. And what else can people do to, to network during crazy times like this? Because right now, the, the classic scenario for networking is, hey, let's meet for coffee. Right. Let's get together or fill in the blank. And uh, yeah. it doesn't really exist right now. Well, okay. So going back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago, that was more of a one-on-one kind of a catch-up situation with people who already know you, kind of a warm call, as we say, right? Uh, you're, you're unlikely to be able to reach out to a person that doesn't know who you are and ask them to just talk like this for 15 minutes or, or, or half an hour, unless there's something in it for them. So there's got to be something in it for them. And in that case, what we're, we're approaching is what we call an information interview, potentially, which basically means that you're reaching out to someone, you have information that you think will interest them on a topic, uh, perhaps you saw that they mentioned on social media they were looking for information about something and you have an answer for them. So you can reach out and say, oh, I saw you were looking for this. Uh, I'm in that industry, so I'd be happy to talk to you about that. And at the same time, once you have them on the call or once you have them face to face like this, then you can talk about uh, something for you. In other words, maybe you have a career opportunity you'd like to hear about, uh, or you'd like to ask them a question about their industry that could potentially lead to career opportunity for you. So in that case, with a cold call, there's got to be a give and take, but you've really got to, you've got to tempt someone to take your call, uh, which is otherwise, they're just, why would they respond? I mean, they, 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 uh, it's their time that they're giving someone who they don't even know. So that's, but these are one-on-one situations that are, that are likely to work if they're done properly. Uh, there are, many uh, to one situations, or I guess you could say, where you join, um, uh, it could be a conference call, it could be a joint, I wouldn't call this joint webinar, but kind of a group call. For, for example, I, um, when, um, when the whole COVID situation came about uh, in Israel, we started dealing with it in, in March, there was the first lockdown. And so I'm at home. Uh, I normally work from home anyway, but I knew that other people were at home at that point. And I said, I figured, you know what, let's, let's just do something. Let's just get out there, talk to people like this, but get out there virtually. And so I reached out to uh, another career expert by the name of Hannah, Sh- Hannah Sherpa, Hannah Morgan of career Sherpa net. <laughs> and I said, well, listen, let's, let's, let's do a, a, a zoom call. And we'll just open it up to job seekers. They can ask whatever questions they have right now. And, uh, and we'll, see, uh, we'll see how it goes. And she was like, yeah, let's do it. And so we, we just we set a time. I mentioned it to my subscribers. She mentioned it to her followers on social media and maybe her subscribers as well. And in that first Zoom call, we were, uh, I think people came and go, people came and went, but we were, uh, I think the peak was around 26, 27 people. Uh, and the great thing about doing a group call with Zoom is you can see people not everyone, but you can see people with their cameras, you can see faces and so forth. So you can really get a feeling you're on the call with other people. It's not just one-on-one uh, and, uh, and people can jump in and, and, it, and it really felt like you were in a room as much as possible. And, and so you can, not at all surprised basically that Zoom has become as popular as it has. Um, although, uh, although, and so yeah, and so that worked out really, really nicely. Um, however, it really wasn't, it wasn't a networking call. In other words, it wasn't it could have been organized that way. And there are definitely people doing this kind of thing, but it, we didn't go around the room, quote unquote, and ask people to present themselves and then have an open-ended discussion. It was really people asking both myself and Hannah questions. But there are these kinds of group calls. Absolutely, there are job clubs that have gone virtual 
for the time being, where yes, they absolutely want people to join and go around a virtual room like that. And you can meet people that way. And not only that, Zoom, this is not meant to be a Zoom advertisement. I'm not getting paid by them in any way. But Zoom, uh, unlike some of the other platforms, has a feature where you can do what's called breakout rooms. And so what they do is they, 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 this has to be something that the moderator is willing to, to do and they control it, where they basically send, let's say there are 20 people on a call, they can break everyone up into five different rooms with four people in a room. And then when you're a small group, it's a lot easier to, to everyone to, for everyone to introduce each other and to ask each other questions and figure out if there's any way you can help each other out. And, uh, and I think that works really, really well when people come with a mindset to, to have that kind of a call. And I think uh, the meeting rooms, the breakout rooms, yeah. are a big part of how networking can be done in a virtual setting. Now, I don't know if in the free version of Zoom that's available, because right. uh, some people might, you know, they don't have the Zoom subscription that you and I have. Yeah. Uh, as, whereas a paid user, you have access to that, the recordings and things along those lines. Yeah. But Zoom is very inexpensive, $15 a month. Yeah, it's $15 for a pro, at least today. It's $15 for a pro account. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely worth it. Absolutely. And thus what you're able to do is set up a scenario where people can connect with one another privately, have those conversations and where you can set up your own group, which Mm -hmm. is something I'm a big believer in. Make yourself the focus of the group, promote yourself as being a hub for a group. What you're able to do is to create those connections and start the networking there. Well, that's a great personal branding tip in general, which is that you always want to present yourself as someone knowledgeable, as an expert uh, on your topic of expertise, whatever your job or your role is. And there's no reason that you shouldn't do it. You have all the tools available, uh, social media, anybody can start a Facebook group whenever they want uh, and then reach out to people to they, they think would be interested. Or if they're already a, many groups on your topic or on your favorite profession, which is more likely, you can jump in and over time you answer questions and people will start to get to know you as an expert of, uh, uh, for your topic. And, uh, and yeah, and then you can, uh, that can eventually lead to other conversations down the road. Because you know what? I had a question. I thought of you because I've seen you answering in the group. What do you think of so-and-so? And there are many times where a conversation like that will ultimately lead to a job offer. It may be a consulting offer. It may be a full-time offer. But because you just went ahead and put yourself out there, things happened. In other words, generosity can lead uh, yield results. Yeah, and reciprocity it, works. Absolutely works. It may not work right away. You may have to put something out there today and they only get uh, something back six months down the road, but uh, there's no question it, it works. People appreciate it and they want to give back to people that gave them something. For sure. It's so funny. And folks, I'll just remind you, nothing works every time. Right. I, I wish it were different, but all nothing... generalizations are, are, are no, no generalization is great. <laughs> the however is you do enough of these things, you just need one, just yeah. need one to deliver for you. But you got to have a mindset that basically says, I'm going to be a giving person, and yeah. not, I'm going to use a, a New York US expression you don't want to be a mooch. You want to, yeah, right. you don't want to be it's a true. taker all the time. Yeah. Give before you take. Absolutely. Yeah. It's or true. give it or give and take. I'm sorry. You were about yeah. to say. Yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's, listen, it's some people um, we've gotten right now. People are so used to getting things for free. Uh, people want instant gratification. And so it's just so easy to take. So feed on that, give people things and let them take. And it's true. Not everyone is going to want to reciprocate, but some people will, especially the ones that appreciate the most what you're giving them. So yes, absolutely. Put it out there. 
What else can people do during times like this or in general to do additional networking that can help them find their next job? Well, one of the things that, uh, that I mean, we're going to mention this, mention this later anyway, but uh, I, uh, as part of the job mob, I riffing on this idea that, you know, I, I saw with Hannah that there is definitely demand for online events. And it was just natural, of course, for just like companies have gone completely online, or I should say remote with their workers uh, due to the uh, coronavirus and self-isolating and all that. So many experts have gone online with webinars and with virtual events, um, sites like Eventbrite and Meetup, Almost every event that's scheduled for the next two months, at least, is virtual. And so I decided I had an idea to regroup as many job search events as possible on a calendar so that people can come to this calendar and just see what's happening. And they can see, are there going to be group events, like I mentioned earlier, where they can participate? Or are there going to be more uh, learning type events where uh, they, they're going to be listening to an expert? Or are there going to be events where they can get feedback, where they can ask questions, similar to the event that I did with Hannah, uh, where they can get a question to an answer to a question that's burning, that's something they need an answer to today, which could be as simple as a resume review uh, or a proofread. There are definitely events for that kind of thing. And so... Um, I would definitely recommend going to that calendar and taking a look at what's coming up and bookmark it and come back to it regularly. Um, but again, ultimately come back to your, to your question specifically about networking in general right now. Uh, there are places where, where real world events still are taking place, okay? Uh, where people are going social distancing, they're wearing masks, uh, and uh, they're, they're in a, a, not usually in a room, but usually an open area, like, let's say on a plaza in front of a hotel or on a beach or something like that. Uh, and so it is possible uh, to attend, again, very few, but it is possible to attend some real world events. Uh, in fact, uh, right now, because they're so rare, uh, the fact that it is a real world event would probably get some attention more than a virtual event. Um, and again, similar to what you were just saying, uh, if you, or I'll put a twist on it. If you don't see any real world events coming up, then you could always throw one, okay? And just the fact, that even if you're not even speaking at the event, just the fact that you put on the event, you announce the first speaker or whatever, um, it makes you, it, it puts you in a, in a kind of position of leadership uh, for that community. And so uh, I had a client a number of years ago uh, who I recommended to him. He's, this is in the UK. And I, I don't remember which industry he was in, but he was a professional white collar. And uh, he was having a hard time standing out uh, compared to other people in his industry. And I said, listen, uh, is there, is, are there any topics of information or any, uh, I should say topics that, from your expertise that you know there's demand to hear about? Like there's something that is hot right now or something that's coming up soon that you already have some knowledge about. And he's like, yeah, there's a few things. And so I said, okay, well, why don't you go on a site like meetup.com and just put on an event, mention that you're going to be speaking on one of those hot topics or topics to be hot, whatever, and um, find a public space that'll be happy to host you, let's say 20, 30 people, and just put it out there and see who shows up. And uh, what happened was he, he did that. I don't think he had a full house, but he had, uh, let's say, over 20 people. I think he was aiming for 30, but he had over 20 people. And that led to consulting gigs for him and eventually a full-time job. And just because he put himself out there. And this is something you can do today. Uh, again, people are not going to want to come to a closed room where no one's wearing masks and everyone's held together, for sure. But just pick your spot where it's an open-air event 
uh, and uh, and announce it like that. And it, the fact that it is a real world event will get some attention that it wouldn't have usually gotten. And yeah, and you can put yourself out there that way. And, and uh, not only will you network with people at the event, but they will perceive you uh, from in a position of leadership because you're the one ar- arranging everything, organizing it. Isn't it amazing? Well, nothing stopping you from speaking there. You can, of course, speak there as well. It's amazing that with a little bit of creativity, yeah. a person can place themselves as in a leadership role yeah. when they might not normally be one. They can yeah. wind up being uh, available as an expert on a subject when they might not normally think of themselves that way. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and all it is is just by being the organizer. Yeah, yeah. Some people have stage fright. They don't like to speak in front of public audience, in front of a, like public speaking. They don't like to do it in front of audiences or whatever. So if that's the case for you, you don't have to. Organize the event. Let the public speakers speak publicly. But because you're the one who's getting everything together, you're in contact with everyone. That's it. You'll have the same or almost the same level of, uh, of appreciation from the audience, if not more in some cases. And all you have to do is, to, as the organizer, if you got out front and you said, hi, I'm a little bit nervous. First time I'm doing this. Yeah, I'm so yeah. and so. Thanks for coming out. I appreciate it. I hope you will as well. I'm just going to introduce our, our speakers tonight. Six or seven sentences. I think That's most it. people can handle. And if you read it, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And listen, yeah. what else can people do from a networking perspective that are going to help them connect with more people? in your thinking? Well, I think that one of the things that we don't talk about enough when it comes to networking is to being directed. So um, at the beginning of our, of our conversation, we talked, I talked about uh, reaching out to former colleagues and former bosses. Uh, they're people, they're an example or they're examples of people who know you, who know what you're capable of doing and who are most likely to recommend you to someone who could use your skill set. Um, but there are definitely other people who would appreciate knowing you as well. And so you, you just need to think about that. Who, who, would be the, who would be most likely to be interested by talking to me? Uh, and who, who would want to, to get information that I have? Who would want to, who might actually need something that I have right now? And so you can take a little bit of time every day, uh, whether it's on social media or be even more directed and go to companies that you think you might want to work for. Uh, see what they're up to, read the news about them, what kinds of projects are they working on, what kinds of projects are they planning on working on, what kinds of projects have they worked on recently. Look for pieces of information that can help you uh, build a conversation with someone there, but a conversation that's very, very relevant, of course. And then uh, use that as a reason to reach out to them as well. So uh, we talked about how you always want to bring something to the table when you're, when you're meeting people. Uh, one of the things that we talk about as, as, as job search experts in terms of doing research on companies, why is it important to, to research a company uh, when you're considering working there? Well, often we say before the interview, because if you get into the interview, you have things to talk about. It's a lot more interesting. They're gonna, you're going to show passion uh, for working there because you know about the company and they can see that right away. It's very, very clear when someone has done their homework and when someone hasn't. But what I tell people uh, and I'm sure you do the same thing, is don't wait until the interview to do that research. No, you should be doing it way earlier in your job search. In fact, you should be doing it as early as possible before you even decide whether you apply to a company because you may realize, someone may have recommended a company to you that you think would be great, uh, something that 
a place everyone wants to work like Google, for example. Uh, but then when you actually research into your local business or your, uh, the, the local enterprise uh, and, and you take a look at them, whatever, and you maybe talk to someone who works there or who used to work there, you may say, you know what? I don't actually want to work there. I don't think I'd be happy there based on what I'm hearing. And so um, doing your research is really important. And that will, like I said, it will give you ideas of what to talk about with people. And not only that, what to talk about, but also who to talk to. Okay, so I, just a second ago, I mentioned talking to, speaking to former employees. I think there's another thing that people don't appreciate. People tend to look at who's working at a company right now. That's logical. It makes sense. Why would you want to talk to them? But former employees are, are going to be much more free with their words because there's nothing holding them back. They have nothing to, to, to hide. They're no longer there. Um, someone who currently works at a company is, is going to be less likely to say anything negative about a company, whereas someone who no longer works there... Um, is more likely to be free again and honest in their, uh, in their painting a picture of what goes on there. And so that can be really, really helpful in helping and getting you to avoid applying somewhere that you would be miserable at, for example. And so similarly, again, uh, how do you find these people? You do the research. LinkedIn is a great place to see where people used to work uh, because you have everyone's uh, CVs there, their full histories. Uh, so I definitely suggest looking for, uh, for people that way. Um, but again, we go back to what we mentioned earlier. When you're reaching out to someone, you've got to have something to, to bring to the table about uh, to, to make the connection with them. And it's funny you use the example of talking to people who used to work in an organization rather than currently working. And you, you mentioned LinkedIn as a place. I always think in terms of um, Google as well as a search tool. You know, sure. So you, you might run a search string like resume, Google, uh, yeah, resume, Google, and uh, just, yes, you're going to get search results of job descriptions, but you're also going to get former employees. LinkedIn is obviously uh, preferable, but your network may not be large enough in order to really find enough of those people. Now, if you connect with someone like Jacob or myself, yeah. our, our networks help you to expand significantly. So I'm going to pause here for a second. What's your LinkedIn address? And I'll offer mine next. Mine is linkedin.com slash ins slash Jacob share. Perfect. Je uh, LinkedIn.com forward slash IN forward slash the big game hunter. Send a connection request to each of us. Your network is going to grow by a heck of a lot. Yeah. So but I just want to say one quick thing that, that you, that it's, it's good that you mentioned using Google directly because some countries like here in Israel, uh, LinkedIn is actually not as popular as it is in the States. Uh, or in the UK, for example. And so if you only look at LinkedIn, you're going to miss out on lots and lots of people depending on the industry that you're in. So that's, a, that's an important uh, to point to think about. In terms of your industry, if, you're, if, you're, if you have experience, if you're, this is not an entry-level position in your industry, then you're more likely to know if LinkedIn is a good place to go. Uh, but if you're not sure, then take a look. I mean, do some research and again, use other sources like doing a Google search directly. Absolutely. And there are networks in different parts of the world that might be preferable yep. than LinkedIn. In Europe, I remember the network, I may mispronounce it, Xing, X-I-N-G, yeah, yeah. Uh, as, as being an option. There are other regional networks as well. Yep. Same concept, just to use those networks as well to start reaching out to people. We're having fun here, guy. <laughs> but time is unlimited. We can't talk forever. What other okay. points should we cover today that would be helpful for folks about networking during these complicated times? 
Well, just because we've, we've talked so much about networking like this, uh, video conference and so forth. Um, so just a, a quick mention uh, about getting it set up so that it's working properly. Uh, again, another nice thing about Zoom uh, is that with Zoom, there is a, a possibility of testing yourself before you actually go live with someone, before you actually have a call. Uh, I think it's, uh, I have the, the shortcut right here. I will tell you what it is. It is zoom.us forward slash test. And that will allow you to have a, basically put yourself up on the screen just as if you were speaking to someone else and see, okay, how do I look? Is my camera set up properly? Is the, is the lighting, uh, am I lit properly? How do, how do I sound? Uh, one thing that we all know from watching YouTube videos is that even when the video isn't great, the sound is so important <laughs> because if the sound is scratchy or it's, it's, it's uh, cutting off or checking out, then that just ruins everything. So it's important to make sure you can hear. Um, you want to make sure that you're centered on the screen as well, not off to a side. That, that doesn't work. It looks. <laughs> and folks, if you wind up listening to this as the podcast, I moved off to the extreme left to make the point. <laughs> but I did it first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing that happens on Skype sometimes with me is that for some reason, my camera shows a split screen where it divides the screen. Uh, it's, it takes my head and puts one half on the extreme edge of one side and the other half of the other side. And it just looks weird. And so, yeah, you want to make sure that your gear is set up. Again, it's very simple, but make sure things are set up properly before you reach out to someone. Uh, well, before you're going to have the conversation. If you're reaching out over email, that's obviously not important in this case. But yes, once you're about to speak to someone like this, make sure your gear is set up so that it's, uh, it's going to be a decent call and you'll be able to speak to each other like normal people. <laughs> I always think about when you're starting reaching out to people from your past, start with the ones who are in your phone first, because they're sure. there for a reason. You're probably closer to them. You can text them. You can call them. You can email them, but they're in your phone. Probably start off with a text to them, then progress to the, you know, the actual email relationships yeah. and then progress to the ones that you don't have either, but you still have a phone number. Yeah. Whatever it is, work with the ones that you're closest to first and then do a progression to those that are further out because I want you to get results. Yeah. Yeah. No, being systematic is definitely, uh, it will help you progress. There's no question about it. That's a good, uh, that's a good formula for sure. For sure. For sure. Thank you. Yeah. You got one more in your hip pocket that we can share today? Um, sure. Uh, let's see. So we covered gear. We covered how to reach out to people. We covered different ways of reaching out to people, different kinds of events that we can do. We covered, we talked about real world events as well. Um, one of the things that's interesting uh, that this came up in a call I had, people were talking about business cards and so business cards when you're online, it doesn't really mean anything. Right. And I mean, as it is in the real world, uh, I still have business cards that I like to give out when I'm, when I meet people at a real world event. Uh, although it's funny because you would have thought that by now with smartphones, people, and there have been so many attempts to get people to move on to apps with virtual business cards. It's just not working. People like to see uh, physical cards, even if they just go back to their office or their desk, whatever, and toss them somewhere and they never see them again. They're still, uh, they're, they're still, they still prefer to have that. Some people actually do use them. And so when it comes to virtual events like this, well, what do you do? I can't give you, I could try to squeeze a card into the camera here. It's not, it's not going to come out on your end. <laughs> so what do you do? So what, what, what you can do, there you go. <laughs> soup. Um, really, ultimately, what has become the business card is what we just discussed a minute ago, which is your LinkedIn vanity URL. And so uh, 
on LinkedIn, if you haven't done this yet, and I still see people all the time that haven't done this yet, they haven't set up their vanity URL. In other words, they still have their, their LinkedIn URL is something they can never remember because there's a whole bunch of series of digits and, and, uh, and characters and letters and so forth in it. So no, take a minute, go in there, claim your name so that it's linkedin.com slash in slash whatever your name is. Then you don't have to worry about remembering it. People can also, even if they don't have it from your, word, your lips, they can at least attempt it because they know what your name is. Uh, and so that right now is, is the closest thing to a virtual business card. At this point in the video, Jacob's internet dropped. Again, I'm interviewing someone in Israel and uh, he had a brief interruption. So I'm, uh, we're doing an edit here and let's get back to the interview. And folks, we had an interruption there when Jacob's internet dropped. One of the things about international sessions like this, every once in a while that happens. But we're in agreement, having business cards, like real business cards, even if people toss it, makes a difference because yeah. you know, it, it gives some, someone something tangible. And they yeah. remember colors. So if you have a colored business card versus yeah. the classic white, it becomes distinctive. I know my card is basically black with a lighter uh, print. It's a two-sided card. So I, I have messages on both sides for folks. And ooh, ooh. <laughs> and, and when, you, when you're listening to this as a podcast, folks, what you're going to find is um, he held up a white-fronted card with a logo and his name on the back card of the card was a dark background with his website there. So this has been a lot of fun, Jacob. How can people find out more about you and your work? Well, the, the best place to, to, to find me online is of course at job Bob. So which is just as simple as it, it sounds J O B M O B C O I L. But if you don't feel like typing C O I L, just Google J O B M O B and it'll be the first result. And that's my site. And you also mentioned uh, the, uh, the job search events calendar. So what's the link to that one? So that's just jobmobco.co.il forward slash events. And that will take you right to the, the calendar. Uh, and I, at the last check, I think that we have uh, uh, just over 400 and something odd events uh, that are scheduled in the next couple of months. Again, these are not events that I'm putting on. These are events that are happening all around the world although they're basically virtual events right now, everyone's doing virtual events uh, across different time zones, many in the States of, that are based in America, of course, although there are many that are in Australia and Europe um, and almost all of them are free. Uh, and, um, and yeah, and uh, just take a look on every job search topic you can imagine, whether it's networking like this one, if you want to get a resume review or just learn about how to spruce up your resume, social media, you name it, uh, just go to jobmob.co.il forward slash events and choose an event to, uh, to sign up for and it could happen today. I mean, that's today's show. I hope you found it helpful. And if you did, here are a few more ways to get information and advice from me. First of all, visit my website, which is TheBigGameHunter.us. Go to the blog. There's a lot there to help you with your job search, hiring more effectively, managing and leading, and workplace-related issues. In addition, if you're interested in my coaching you, there's a button there that says Schedule. Schedule time for a free discovery call or schedule yourself in for coaching. Obviously, I'm going to charge for that, but I can help you with interview preparation, leadership coaching, salary negotiation advice, making a good decision between different offers. 
anything related to improving yourself in the workplace, I can coach you about. If you have questions for me, you can schedule 15 minutes with me at thebiggamehunter.us forward slash live or you know, a less expensive way is at thebiggamehunter.us forward slash video answers where you leave a message for me and I'll respond with a three to five minute video. Connect with me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash the big game hunter. I can assure you your network will expand a lot by connecting with me. And finally, watch me on TV. Download the Job Search TV app for Fire TV, Fire Stick, Apple TV, Roku, like 90 different manufacturers. I'll be back tomorrow with more. And in the meantime, I hope you have a terrific day. Be great! Rule the day the plant-based way with the new vegan mixed berry from Smoothie King. Powered by whole, non-GMO fruits, oat milk, and vegan protein, it's a dairy-free, plant-based smoothie you can feel great about. With 13 grams of protein and half your daily fiber, it's an easy way to get the essential nutrients your body craves. Skip the line and order online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King. Rule the day. Rule the day the plant-based way with the new vegan mixed berry from Smoothie King. Powered by whole, non-GMO fruits, oat milk, and vegan protein, it's a dairy-free, plant-based smoothie you can feel great about. With 13 grams of protein and half your daily fiber, it's an easy way to get the essential nutrients your body craves. Skip the line and order online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King. Rule the day.